Welcome back to another episode of In Case You Missed It, the show where we recap the week of pop culture news. I'm your host, Casey Houlihan, here with my usual guest, Eddie Giardino. All right. How you doing, <laughs> my boy? <laughs> so uh, you might notice that the uh, sound quality sounds pretty good on this episode because we got the sick microphone hooked up to my laptop. and uh, Yes. And it, I think it sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. So um, you might notice that we sound not that, like, we sound probably way better and Less closer. echoey. Yeah, hopefully. Because before, obviously, we are just using our phone. So we're yeah. hoping that this is better. Um, we hope all of you are holding out okay. I know we're going crazy uh, <laughs> in quarantine. And really, Eddie and I have only been working from home for a little bit. Yeah, two weeks for me, about a week for you, I think. Mm-hmm. Because we were reporting and the media is technically considered an essential business so we were still going out and about to report and then finally our bosses um made the rational decision to let us work from home so yeah. i've been trying to stay home as much as possible i really haven't gone out since i haven't last gone out since week, last weekend last week um well, probably more than that well last saturday we went to the grocery store remember oh that's right yeah and I uh, really haven't gone out since then, and it's driving me a little bit crazy. Um, trying to find things to stay occupied. Obviously, we're still working at home, and we're fortunate to still have our jobs and not got have gotten laid off as many people have. Um, we've also been, of course, like watching a lot of stuff uh, yes. because everybody's kind of, you know, in and watching Netflix and things like that. So we have quite a few things to talk about. Um, most of it being some big Netflix. Flix things that people have been talking about. <laughs> yeah. We just finished two shows. Uh, the first one being Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what we should talk about first. So, sure, yeah. We talked about watching the first episode, I think, a little right, while back. Right. I would say the first two episodes are pretty slow. The basic premise of the show is they have, like, I don't even know how many people, but a bunch of people, guys and girls, who are the guys with the guys, girls with the girls, and they do this dating thing where they go into these pods where there's a wall separating them, and they hear each other, but they can't see each other, and they have these dates, and then they rotate out and see who they, like, kind of click with, and then after, I don't even know after how many days, a really short amount of time, they can decide if they want to propose to the person. Yeah, I think they can propose whenever they want. I don't know when they're coming Right, because the Lauren and Cameron were the first ones to go. So how many couples did we end up with? Lauren and Cameron. Well, six G, got engaged. G I, and Damien. Carlton and Diamond. Uh, yeah. Um, Barnett and... Barnett and Amber. Amber Jessica Mark. and Mark. And then... Uh, oh, um... Kenny... Kenny and Ke- Kelly. Kelly, yeah. <laughs> so and the first couple episodes are kind of like honestly long and boring, but as it goes on, it definitely got a lot more interesting. So they propose to each other, then they get to meet uh, in person, and the proposal usually happens again. And then it moves on to so they go on vacation together, then they go live in these like apartments together, yeah. and then they meet each other's families, and then they decide whether or not they don't. Apparently, they're not allowed to like decide whether or not they're going to stay together until they walk down the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't know, like, the other Well, person, they kind of can. Well, none of them choose, all of them choose to afford the wedding now. Not Di- Diamond and Carlton. Well, okay. So Diamond and Carlton. Well, we don't want to spoil too much. Right, right, I don't right. Know, I guess. I well, don't I don't know. I feel like everybody's watched it. I guess we can talk more generally about it. We well, definitely, 
we like reality shows. So yeah. even though the first two episodes kind of sucked, it definitely drew us in after that. Well, I was confused. We watched the first episode and then part of the second one, and I thought it was going to be all about these people in these pods, mm. like the whole time. Like I was like, oh, I don't know if I could deal with this. But then, like after like the middle of the second episode, maybe the beginning of the third, they like all like get to meet each other, whoever right. proposes, and they get and they like uh, then they go to Mexico for vacation. Mm-hmm together and it's like what i didn't know this was part of the show yeah so it's like this whole thing and um i would say so we found out that it's getting renewed for a second season because it was very popular i would say there's some changes they should make a the host nicholas shea (laughs) and his wife whose name escapes me yes uh they are unnecessary and don't need to be there or I don't know. They need to get more personality. Well, they were so boring. Well, they didn't they even show screen. up really much until like the last episode. The beginning the and beginning the end. Of, yeah. Which um, I don't know. I don't know what they can do. I guess they hosted like the reunion episode. They're kind of the Chris Harrison of this show. I guess, yeah. But they're not as near, not nearly as, as um, charming or interesting as I find Chris Well, Chris Harrison, Harrison is basically just on, that sh- on The Bachelor because he's established right. as the face of it. Right. I mean, I guess maybe at the beginning of The Bachelor, people might have not liked him. I don't know. Yeah. But um it's very interesting. Uh you like really do grow bonds with certain people and want to see certain people make it. Um I'd say the only person that really embarrassed themselves would be Jessica. Yeah. She's a woman, she's 34, right? Uh-huh. And yeah, she she's ends 34. up getting engaged to a man named Mark who is 24. Yeah. And pretty much the whole time, so she she low-key was in love with a different guy who didn't propose to her. Yeah. So the whole time she's like kind of drunkenly still going <laughs> after this other guy whenever they have meetups as a group. Yeah, she's pretty. And constantly trying to find ways to break up with Mark without breaking up with him. Like she brings up all these things and they get in all these fights. And the wildest thing she does though is she lets her golden retriever drink out of her <laughs> wine glass. Yeah, that was pretty gross. Eddie and I were both shocked. Well, like she's just talking to this Mark guy. They're arguing and she's mm-hmm. drunk and she like just tilts the glass down, which is huge, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's a he, huge the wine The biggest glass. wine glass I've ever seen. I don't know how it's – and the dog just sticks its whole snot – snaws in. I think she's done this many times. Probably. Oh, yeah, for sure. The dog loves getting hammered. <laughs> that doggy. The cutest cute. big golden retriever. Yeah. Um. So – then, uh, you know, they go through the whole dating process, basically, but outside the pods, which mm-hmm. I I don't know. Which like, kind of you know, defeats the purpose, I guess. Yeah, I'm not really sure what they were going for. Well, but, because they decide to get engaged before they meet each other. Yeah. And then the rest of the experiment or the test is to see if they really will stay with each other after seemingly, quote unquote, falling in love with just their voices. Yeah. Um. It'll be interesting to see what the next season does, if they change anything or things like that. Uh, but it really did capture your attention. And the weddings were wild. Like, just waiting Yeah, the weddings were really if intense. You thought some, if, if you thought, you know, <laughs> the other person was just going to leave them at the altar. And, like, it's really embarrassing for, like, the people's families. And, like, yeah. it's just a lot. And I was trying to think, like, if I – if. I was on the show, okay, and that's how I met you, Eddie. <laughs> if I took you home to my parents, like, how would they react? I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I think they'd, like, want to be happy for me, but they probably secret, like, pull me aside and be like, I don't, I'm scared yeah, for you. Yeah, probably. That's probably what happened, really. In right. The show, I mean, like, it. it's just, uh, it is crazy. It's a very fun watch, though, if you're stuck inside. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, what else? I was going to. Uh, what else? Do um, you think of anything else to comment I, on that? I think I was going to say something. Uh, oh, uh, so yeah, the reunion is like 
a year after they filmed it. Yes. And like, so it's probably like within the last couple months that they shot the reunion. And, yeah, probably. Uh, right before everything happened, honestly. With yeah. The thing. Yeah, seriously. Um, but apparently, spoilers, I guess couples are still together. Yeah. Which is cool. And some, you know, and that, the cool thing was about that was everybody was nice to each other. And they were. Really cordial, which I didn't expect i thought because the, the bachelor they all yell at each right. other the <laughs> only tension was definitely between so we talked about jessica was secretly still in oh, love yeah. with a different guy so obviously when they watched the show back his wife amber could see that jessica was still trying to hit on her fiance yeah so she basically was like what you did was wrong and like you are a fake person and like blah blah, blah <laughs> how dare you and then jessica like apologized and it was kind of tense but then they moved on yeah um something else about the show like yeah. Pretty much everybody on it is an attractive, per a conventionally attractive person, yes. especially the most bland white guys ever. Oh my gosh, like, yes. Most of them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I don't It'd be know, nice to see point. some normal people because the whole point is supposed to be it doesn't yeah, matter your like, looks. And the only kind of. And also, hot people, like conventionally hot people, don't have personalities that are really that interesting. I'll say. I I'll mean, take most of the. Yeah, see, I mean, I, none of those guys were really interesting. I not mean, a you're single right. but one. Some, but the girls, I liked some of the girls. Some of them were a little, yeah, the girls were a little Lauren? more interesting. Lauren, I liked. Um, I don't know. I nope. would say the only like looks thing aspect of it that really was tackled was race yeah. or age. Well, that's the thing. Is yeah, that's true. It wasn't like it wasn't like um. Well, there is a white. Can, it wasn't like um attractiveness. It was about like race and age and how that might impact you know. Not if you still like the person, but how other people are going to perceive your relationship and yeah. whether or not that's going to make things harder for you. Well, I think that's really interesting. It is. Really I mean, the one there's yeah. an interracial couple, and I think that's like the most interesting one. They are the most interesting one, Cameron and uh, Lauren. Lauren, and I liked them the most. I liked them both. Yeah, they seem they really seem good really together. in love. Um, yeah. She, her dad, she, you know, warned him. She was like, he's, you know, tough, and he's probably going to ask you some tough questions. But basically, he was just like, asked Cameron, he was like, have you ever been in a room with no no one else but um, other black people? He's like, as a white man, have you ever been in that situation? Like, do you know what it's like? You find out that Cameron actually had a very serious relationship earlier in his life for five years with another black woman. So, yeah. like, he was very familiar with, like, what life would be like, which I think reassured her dad that he, like, isn't going to, you know, he's prepared for what might come at them as yeah. a racial couple. So the cool, I guess the cool thing is just the things like that, and sometimes it gets intense with the arguments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, reality shows are just kind of fun to watch because it's like usually people spiraling, you know. Yeah. But it also is cool to see, like, it felt like we saw some genuine emotion too. The Bachelor, usually not any emotion, genuine emotion. Yeah. It's all manufactured. But this, yeah. it felt like I, it felt like I really saw people like falling in love. For a couple I, of yeah, them. I think some of them, yeah. Some of it was a little weird, but um, that's how it is. It was interesting. I will watch the next season for sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the interesting thing I wanted to bring up too is this. This is from Wikipedia. But oh, go like ahead. Several other – there was like 30 – apparently they started with 30 people, like 15 guys and 15 girls. Mm -hmm. And apparently like I think eight couples total got engaged, but they only had like enough – staff or whatever to cover five because they weren't expecting it to be that many so yeah wait that's crazy though i know it sucks for the people that didn't it's a netflix show so why didn't they have enough like oh 
I don't know. Well, the production. Well, I don't know how Netflix works. I think that a production company creates the show and then Netflix buys it. Oh. So I think that the production company wasn't prepared for the result they got. Well, the Independent has a story saying uh, the producers reveal what will change in season two. Mm. Let's see if we find anything interesting. That okay, mug is going to pick up real loud on this. Yeah, uh, I'll put it away after the break. Microphone. Let's after see. the sponsored break. Yeah, we only have one of those so far. Hello Fresh, I'm still waiting. Okay. Um 30 contestants, blah 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 blah. Well, the show's second season will follow much of the same. There are a couple of key differences. Uh it's gonna be in a new location in Chicago, Illinois. Apparently, the first season took place in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. Um, so I guess all the people were from the area. Because no. it says, a casting notice seeking potential contestants in the area has already yielded thousands of applicants. Oh, okay. But they, I thought they were from all over the place. Yeah, me too. I'm and That was a little confusing too, like with the whole living situation when they moved into those apartments and stuff. And then I was like, well, yeah. where are these people from? Your computer's too slow. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Yeah. I mean, it's we'll talk more about it when they give us the trailer. But um, yeah, Cameron and Lauren are still together. I saw on their Instagram. Uh, that they were, you know, practicing social distancing and talking about some things they had been doing to try to um, stay sane <laughs> while they're trapped together. But, uh, yeah, definitely very interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, there was a lot of hype on Twitter about it, and I think that it is a fun watch, especially now when you're stuck inside. with You need something to consume. Yep. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have another very interesting Netflix documentary that we just finished today that we will be discussing. So come right back. Welcome back. We're back here with the cool microphone. Um, so I think we're going to talk about <laughs> another Netflix documentary mm -hmm. that many people have probably heard about at this, uh, time. Yeah, I'm sure every other podcast has already mentioned it. I know I heard about it on a bunch of the podcasts I listened to this week and it's, I keep wanting to say Tiger Blood. It's <laughs> Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger, Tiger's Jaw, a band? Yeah, Tiger King. Um, yeah, it's a crazy it's Netflix crazy. documentary. It's sad. It's sad. It's crazy. A lot crazy. of parts of it are sad. It, There's a lot of sad parts. It's wild. It's, it yeah, involves it's a bunch of really crazy people keeping wild animals. It's really a, a experience that you, I don't know if I'll ever forget. <laughs> it's definitely captivating. Like it'll, yeah. it'll keep you hooked for hours. But we watched it for hours. Yeah. It's unbelievable everything that happens in the show. So I don't even know how you would describe it generally. Well, it's about, I, I never really knew about this in the news. I don't know. I probably saw it right happen. Cause it was only a couple of years ago. And like, even like two years ago, I think that this was going on, but, uh, so it's about like this, it's mainly focused on this guy. Um, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic, who owns a what, tiger preserve or whatever. Well, more like a private tiger zoo mm -hmm. in Oklahoma. And then there's like two other big tiger farm players in the game. There's uh, Big Cat Rescue in Florida. And uh, in South Carolina, there's another one. I forget what it's called. But they're all 
it's basically about the seedy underbelly of this whole tiger trade and what it's like to work for this guy and just the feud, but a lot of it's the feud between um, exotic, the exotic Joe. Joe and this lady, Carol, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her last name, but basically she, well, you think at the beginning she works to rescue tigers yeah, who but, have been in these places like exotic Joe owns, but then you find out. She's her basically and, doing the same thing as her and her deceased him. husband started out buying them just like you know Joe did and everybody else and like yeah. showing them off and stuff. So all these people were corrupt in their own way. Yeah, but Exotic Joe, like he obviously has some like issues. Yeah, um, and like says he's gonna kill her and all this stuff. And it's it's each, unbelievable. You it won't, is. It's really you can't. I can't describe. You can't explain it simply. Each episode starts with like a phone call with Exotic Joe from jail, so you know that yeah. he like everything's cut up to him and that he is in jail for something. But there's all these unanswered questions, and they kind of try to explore it. And it's just like why? Like I just kept thinking about the amount of time it must have taken to do all these interviews yeah. and put this whole thing together. Excuse so, me. <laughs> I've I it's terrifying with how many tigers there are and these people yeah in these and people cages. just like hanging out with them and like what was disappointing like people, to me like civilians go to visit and yes. pay like hundreds of dollars yes to pet tiger well cubs. because it costs so much to keep up the, you know feed the tigers and everything. yeah what really was disappointing to me was seeing like news reporters kind of like obviously be like do like basically free promotion for it like it's like yeah. a spectacle like doing pieces on it and stuff like I mean, I just don't think that's very ethical. I wouldn't know what to do, honestly. Um, Yeah, like if I was assigned to it, I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I could refuse. Like, I don't know if I would even know what I was getting myself into. If someone told me it was like a tiger reserve or something, maybe I'd be like, oh, like this guy's rescuing these animals. I don't know. It just um, is just it's yeah, it's it's dark and strange the tagline in it is so it's Tiger King, murder, mayhem, and madness. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. CNN and has that's a, really how it is. CNN has a uh, "Where Are They Now?" article, and it says if you haven't watched, oh man, um, if you haven't watched Tiger King, murder, mayhem, and madness, don't look to us to try and recap it for you, because it's like it is really hard to. Um, well, I don't. Sum up. You have to see these things to believe it, honestly, and it's. Yeah, it's really horrific at parts. And Cardi B tweeted, "Belt to start a GoFundMe account for Joe. He uh, shall be free." Well, I don't thanks, agree with Cardi. Cardi B there. I think he probably should be in jail for the many illegal things he did. And yeah. um, well, the point is, is that it really like it's about it's called the Tiger King, but this the main guy Joe Exotic. Like, um, I he seems to. I mean, he seems like a pretty messed up guy in the head and. I think it's not about, you know, he, he makes you think it's a love for these animals, but right. I think it's a love for attention, mm-hmm. to be honest. And I don't know, especially seeing all the things he did, I just don't know if he, he has that, you know, I don't know. Like, as a person, he probably doesn't have the capacity to understand the things that he was doing. And right. I guess it, when he you get to He clearly had, like mental you know issues and probably emotional and issues and things like that like he grew up in like that deep south and was gay and i think that he and he talked a little bit about how that like really made him messed up and like made him suicidal and he tried to kill himself 
And when he recovered from, he tried to drive off a bridge. And when he recovered, he started yeah. doing this animal thing. It was like therapy or whatever. I don't know. It just goes well, to his show. His brother died, I guess. His brother. <laughs> there was a lot of like trauma in his life. Yeah. And like, it just goes to show that like, I don't know, there are dark, strange things that still happen in this country that we don't even know about. Like, yeah, I this was like 2011 this. that I think right. it starts the documentary. And I listened to the Try Guys talk about this. And a couple of them oh. are from the South and one of them's from Florida. And they were saying that, like, they knew growing up of people who kept exotic animals Oh, my like God. That. Holy shit. So, like, it's something, like, it's a culture that exists, but we don't really know about it because, of course, we're not we're not from the South. But, um. Yeah, honestly, like, I think it's pretty terrible to own tigers. I think it's horrible. Like, it says at the end, like, well, this is, like, general information. That yeah. It says, like, um, there's, like, five to 10,000 tigers in captivity in the u.s and like four thousand in, in the wild and yeah. that's just like geez it's messed up we're not domesticating carol to the lady who he carol like, Baskin, yeah so she it. apparently uh was not happy with the docuseries she has a post on her blog big cat rescue that's called refuting netflix tiger king well there's a whole episode dedicated and this is like one of the biggest twists yeah is that like she had an ex-husband that she started like the tiger farm that she has with and like he just mysteriously disappeared yes with no trace and nobody knows what happened to him yeah and it's a lot of fishy circumstances there are the theory is that she fed him to a tiger or something and like you know (laughs) it's the opportunity the motive and the means so it's it's really crazy yeah um and she seems like, to have a pretty messed up life too. Yeah, and, all of them seem to have but a lot I don't of know. issues. I don't know. How I don't you, think the issues justify what the actions, but I think they're part yeah, of what led not. to the actions, you yeah, know. I don't so know. I didn't even know this was a thing that existed. And it's definitely captivating. I would recommend it. I yeah, think. I mean it's just a good especially now, it's a great time to watch. It's a great time to <laughs> it's a good distraction from the rest of the world, yeah. I would say, because you get so captivated by it. Um and there's like a lot of things written about it. I'm interested in reading more about it because the production yeah, seems very lengthy and a little bit confusing. Yeah, it's a little hard. There's to a bit of jumping timelines. Obviously, there's a lot of years that this goes over, yeah. and they try to follow the the roles and lives of multiple people. Yeah, there's a in it. like every side character is right crazy or like so really... there's like a lot of details. So I think it's worth like if you watch it, like I think it would be worth reading about and like things like that and. I don't know. I think it's great. I can't watch like the murder documentaries and stuff like that really freaks me out. But this was like a medium between like, like something that's too scary for me and something that's okay. Cause I just, I get, I kind of felt at the beginning, especially I was feeling pretty gross about it. Like yeah. I was, it's a kind of uncomfortable to watch a lot. Well, it's cause like it's seeing people work in that environment mm-hmm. like there's a lot of like it's like a cult yeah and like yeah you, like the you, tigers look sad they and, look so sad and just the way that like you learn that the, the, these the main guys two of the main guys joe and the other guy who like own these tiger places the way they recruited people to work for them yeah was so right. wrong like exotic joe would get people that were just like had nowhere else to go like it just gotten out of jail and would like bribe them with this like life of doing this you know thing that they yeah. He sold to them, and then the other guy was basically – it was definitely a cult, and he would, like, kind of seduce, like, these young girls and then, like, keep them as a, kind of like his wives. Yeah. And then, like, you know, they all had issues, and it was very sad. And there's parts of it that are definitely disturbing. Like, there's definitely, like, if, if you were triggered by 
like suicide definitely wouldn't be a great watch for you um so i think that's probably a fair warning i would yeah, say yeah i mean it's worth a, it's I can't think of a more like when you get your hands on this kind of story for a documentary, yeah. it's like this is a gold mine oh, for a yeah. documentary. Oh my gosh. The amount of work that must have gone into it is kind of mind blowing. Probably one of the, yeah, seriously. <laughs> but um she so Carol on her blog I just saw a red part of it said that they told her it was gonna be like a uh big cat version of Blackfish. Oh which mm. I'm sure you guys remember was yeah, a huge documentary. Yeah. Kind That's of exposing SeaWorld. Oh I never watched it because it sounded way too sad for me. Um, it's pretty sad, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's definitely captivating. The only warning I would put out there definitely is, like, if you are triggered by, like, suicide and things like that, I would not watch it just because that is a topic that is in it. And that could be very triggering for some people. But if you are well, able to cope with that, um, it is a very interesting and intriguing story. Yeah. Probably should know. <laughs> No, about you, these things. Yeah. Well, it's good to have trigger warnings for things for people. Yeah. At least I think so. Well, I mean, yeah, so. animal abuse, but I guess that's that's like all that's expected. true. That's true. Um, that as well. But uh I was gonna say I think people know that going in. I think some of the other things I you might not so. know. But yeah, so we watched that. I don't know what we're gonna watch next. Uh <laughs> yeah, hopefully Netflix just keeps pumping out these weird shows. I mean, there's a lot to watch. Like I'm sure I'll discover some things like we talked last week about some of the shows on like uh, Amazon Prime we've been watching. Oh, yeah. So, Gotta I mean, there's a lot to watch. It's just like tough because you don't want to be in front of a screen all day. Yeah. But what else can you do? It's hard. I mean, it's a good time to consume pop culture, but I think it's also important to take time to like go outside or just even step outside and breathe in some of the air and go for a walk. Like, it's important to remember those things too. But anyway, we're going to take another quick break uh, and we come back. Um, I want to talk about a show I've been watching on my own during mm. quarantine time. Okay. All right. Welcome back. That's going to wrap things up for this episode. Um, we hope everybody's staying healthy and safe out there. Uh, it's really important to continue doing social distancing and really not going out unless you absolutely have to, even though it's boring and that, you know, can be frustrating and things like that. It's not worth, you know, putting other people's lives at risk. And this is a really important thing for us all to take very seriously. So on that note, um, hopefully you've enjoyed listening to us talk about some of the stuff we've been watching. <laughs> There's plenty more to watch and listen to, so I'm sure we'll have more to talk about next week. Mm -hmm. um, if you haven't caught up on all our episodes of the podcast, now is a really good time. Podcasts have been helping me a lot, just kind of like fill the silence of the days when I'm home alone and things like that. So hopefully you will be enjoying this one and many others. Um, there are a lot on Anchor, and they also post immediately to Spotify and iTunes. You can find us there. You can follow us on Twitter. We I put our handles in the description of this episode. So that's going to about do it. Um, hope you guys have a wonderful week, and we'll see you back next week. Yeah, keep playing Animal Crossing. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Tweet us so. if you're playing Animal Crossing. We yeah. are doing it pretty much every day. So. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to do it. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. bye.